Welcome to Echoes of Holiness podcast. I just did you make it for me. Lord, this is what I said. I said, Lord, I can't take the blame because I didn't do this. And God spoke to me and he said, Son, don't you ever do it for me. Don't you ever do it for me. That I would blame you. And I don't know what I would do if I would have been a man. But I took it. Your sin is to the cross. Come on. I took the blame. And he said, son, if it even means you taking the blame, I want you to give these two men an opportunity to make things better. One of the hardest things I've ever done was push those buttons to make those phones. First fella I called, he humbled down. Went to crime and I got talking to him. Said, Brother Don, you said I want to fix that Hallelujah. 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 He's back in the holiest church today. Probably do it already. The second man called. He was somewhat with, but not willing enough. He's still just like he was. But God gave him the same opportunity. That taught me a great big lesson. Great big lesson. Even if it means me taking the blame, I'm part of the blame. Jesus took all the blame for me. He did no sin. It was God found in his mouth. He went to the cross and was nailed. And I took my place as a substitute so that I could be saved. The least I can do for someone else is to help them. Turn in your Bible this morning to uh, open your Bible. One brother said, someone said that, said, turn in the Bible and everybody run up to the pulpit and hand it to me. I don't know what they meant by that. Now, all of you that turn turn in your Bible, I mean, open up your Bible. Amen. To page page number 204, if you got those to change. And past some folks, I believe that they just. I never looked in the Bible. So I just want to give them a page number for those who had the same Bible I had. It seemed to help the situation some. I can open your Bible to Ephesians chapter number 3, verse number 20, a very familiar verse of Scripture. I'm going to read this and preach to a little while this morning. Ephesians 3 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask for faith. According to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church of Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Earlier this year, right, right the first of the year, I either had a dream or a vision. I don't know which it was. <laughs> but in this vision, I will call it, I saw standing out in a very dry pasture. There wasn't hardly any grass. It was all dry and crusty and mainly dust. Standing out there in this pasture were several grown sheep. And I looked at those sheep closely and I realized they were dirty. As a matter of fact, they were, they were almost filthy. They were blood. Looked like they had been beaten. And I looked closer, and their, their wool was just all matted. There was no flesh to speak of, or, or fatness, on these grown sheep. And beside them were little, beaten, bloody, 
uh, just really messed up little old lambs that didn't have anything to eat, uh, didn't have uh, anybody to care for them. I looked a little closer and I saw a pool of stale, dirty water. Looked like it was just about dried up. And it seemed like the Lord let me look into the eyes of these sheep. Their eyes were sunk back in their head, Brother Isaac. And they just looked like they were there, bewildered and didn't know what to do. Nothing to eat, starving, beaten, and just were in terrible shape. And as I thought on that, and I had another interpretation, but as I thought on that, it seemed to come to me real strong that there's many of God's sheep throughout the country today that are hungry, that have been beaten down, that are in a bloody, they are in need of help. There's little lambs that need to be strengthened, little lambs that need to be helped. It seems like that we, the ministry, have got a greater commission in some ways than we have ever had to help the Lord's church in this hour. It's certainly not pleasant for me to see anybody backslide. It's not pleasant for me to see anybody leave the church. Oh, that hurts me very, very badly. And I feel like that you and I have an obligation to try our Yes, Lord, to help everybody we can to stay in the ship and not perish so that they can be saved in the end. I feel like preaching a little while this morning from just a little simple thought. Amen. That God is alive in 1993. All right. I appreciate what Brother Virgil said. Yes, he said that one, but I appreciate what he said this morning. Yes. I've heard him preach like a number of times, and he has told us uh, lots of things yes, that happened yes. in times gone by. Yes. Hard times. Uh, amen. Things that were very bad and, and troublesome, yes. and, and how much sacrifice that they come in order to carry the gospel in those hours. I've always liked to study history and read about things that happened in the past. It, it challenges my heart. Yeah. It's interesting to me. And sometimes I cry when I see what has happened. But then I, I, it always brings me to a place of thanksgiving. Yeah. I am grateful this morning for how God has blessed us in this house. Amen. I'm not at all a complaining because we've got air conditioning in the church this morning. I'm not at all complaining because there's carpet on the floor that you can kneel down on at the mortar's bench when you come to pray. I'm not at all complaining because you can sit down on these pews without without worrying about tearing a hole in your trousers or in your skirt or being pinched. I've been there. I know how that is. Amen. And I'm thankful for these good things that God has blessed us with. Uh, my mother-in-law has a, a, a little book that someone gave her. And the title of the book is When, when We Had Everything Besides Money. And uh, I sometimes look through that book and, and, I, and, I, and I read this and I, I begin to look on uh, what has happened in the past in the depression time and such things as this. And, and uh, you know, it, it, it troubles my, my heart and extent, but yet I'm thankful for what God has done and brought us this yeah. far and how God has blessed us and helped us in this hour. But I feel like that we, you and I are facing a lot of things without that. And we're, we're no doubt living.
living in the last of the last days. But this Bible teaches me that I must occupy until the Lord comes. I mean, there's several places lately, and it seems like that they are covered with a cloud of gloom and doom and doubt and, and fear and a lot of things that come upon God's church and come upon God's people. But when we look at the word of the Lord, we find that faith comes by hearing and hearing from the word of God. And when I look at this and I read over in Hebrews 13 and 8 verse that Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. And then I turn over to Malachi 3 and 6 and I hear these words, I am the Lord God in a change. No. It makes me know that in 1993 we're still serving the same God In 1952 or 53, say, Brother Dave, how come you don't know which year? Well, it was right at the last of 52 or the first of 53. And I was four years old at the time, so you might can, can figure out why I'm not going to get everything right down to the date. And then, but God was real back there, that's 41 years ago, and I give God the glory and honor for saving my soul and also saving my life. Yeah. Uh, some years ago, uh, the devil gave me a hard time, and he said, I wouldn't even get up and testify about being saved all those years. And he said, well, you really don't have anything to praise God for, because you was not delivered from alcohol, and you was not delivered from nicotine, and you was not delivered from monogamy, I was not delivered from dope, I was not delivered, he named no Yeah. And brought her son back to life. Yeah. That's real yeah. me through and through. Yeah. 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 Yeah
policy. You have his friends went down and picked him up. Yeah. And brought him to work Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Pulled the roof off the house. Yeah. 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 And Jesus killed him. That's real. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Lord's not going to help you. You might as well just accept this stroke. 
You might as well just accept this heart attack. You might as well just accept this arthritis. You might as well accept the fact that you're just no good. And you're not going to be able to do anything else for God as long as you live. Yeah. 
pastor down, and she still looked like she was back then, tied up in half out. She told me, she said, Brother Dutton, I don't know what happened. But she said, I saw Mama start rising up off the bed. Oh, if I see you float, if I see you up high, yeah. I know where you can put your hands. Hey, you can oh, see her. She went oh, off about six inches. Oh, she said, Mama, come off the bed. With the power of God, hit her. And then she was going to deliver all the stuff. See, the devil has a way to try to intimidate me. Oh, yeah. Come And I pastored a woman at that time that was used to the devil at times. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean to be hard. But she was one of these kind of folks that want to insinuate something. Yeah. And she told some more folks in church about that, she said, you said, Brother Doug, said, you sure speak in tongues a lot. Yeah. I said, the word, that's all right. Oh. Well, that word got to me. Yeah. And the devil got with it. And here he comes with it. Oh, yeah. You reckon there is something wrong with you? Yeah. Oh. You reckon there is something wrong with you? Well, I was standing there and I felt like I was going to cry at the battle now. Yeah. Oh, on that particular day, there was a, well, she was a beautiful kill. There was a woman. Across the hall in another hospital room. Yeah. Who that afternoon after I had left, she comes across the hall. And she in a wheelchair. She rolled into the room where she appeared to be healed. She said, uh, I don't interrupt you, but I have a question. She said, I want to know who the German man was that fisted you today. I ain't no German come to see me. The woman said, yes, they were. There was a German man in your room when all that racket started this morning. And she said, that man talked to me. Said he called me by name. He told me the things I needed to know. And that guy, my hair stood up. And that goosebumps put up and down my back. Oh, she said, well, there's a German man. Come to my direction. 
Tattoos on. Scars on his face. Mean looking guy. And of course, the devil, he spoke. And he said, speaks to get mud. Well, I didn't want about two good much. I began to wonder how I'd be the hell of it. You know? But about the time he got up where I could reach him, I realized, hey, you're awful me. Something about your eyes. Yes, it's off. And I know the tears are sweet. He said, are you a preacher? He said you wouldn't happen to be one of them kind of crazy sick people. Oh, that's exactly what I'm here to Yes. He said, well, my little wife's been after you. Oh, and he said, they got off the radar. And then she's so slow that she's bursting at the distinction. Then got gangrene. Then she's going to be dead, little. And he said, I know there's a God in there. He was but he said, I know there's a God in He said, would you please go pray for me? Oh, God. I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir, you tell me her name. He said, her name is Nora. And her last name is Laura. He told me her room. And I went up to where she was. They had the great had, uh, and I don't want to sound out of order, but in describing her, she looked like she was ready to deliver a child. Yeah. And she probably wouldn't have weighed nine pounds. It's a real small little woman where her stomach was so slow. She was out. I shook her a little bit and woke her up. I said, Nora, I'm Brother Daddy Williams. I said, I met your husband in the parking lot. I didn't want to come pray for him. He came to us. I said, Do you know there's a God in heaven? I said, do you know there's a Jesus that died on the cross for you and will give you your will and will forgive you of your sins if you want to ask you? I said, do you also know the Bible says that the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up and if you commit a sin, it shall be forgiven. She said, well, I prayed for it. And I'm going to tell you, I didn't feel anything. There was no power coming out like this day when it hears the heel of the There was not one move. It didn't thunder, lightning didn't flash. No sunny boom or anything. I don't recall ever even speaking in the heavenly language. As I prayed for blessing. And I went home and went to the church that night. And the next day, my wife went back with me and a couple of our church went back with me. And when we walked in that her stomach had no message. She was alert. She talked to us. Three days from the day I prayed for her, she went home. Went home
mother and dad died of heart and I think it's Thank you to all who join us in making Echoes of Holiness Radio possible. The advertisements provide less than 20% of the cost of broadcasting. We appreciate all that have helped to make up the difference. To contact us about partnering with us in prayer for Echoes of Holiness or about contributions, you may do so at Echoes of Holiness Radio P.O. Box 161, Augusta Springs, Virginia 24411 or online at echoesofholiness.org. Thank you for joining us this year.